Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Welcome to Soul Talks, friends. We're going to open this Soul Talk with one of our Soul Talk Journey of the Soul cards. We have a deck of Soul Talk cards, if you don't know about this, that Bill and I and Brianna, our daughter, put together. She's a designer, a graphic designer for Soul Shepherding, and so they're really fun. They are 52 cards in the pack. They're the size of playing cards. And on the back, they each have a stage color theme and are symbol from the Christ stages. And then they also highlight a specific aspect of that stage, each card. So each card has a Bible verse, the symbol, and then a soul talk question. And so there's a lot of fun ways to use these in conversation starters and spiritual direction and discipling someone. Small groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great way to get to know each other and to learn the stages at the same time. Yes. But we're going to introduce the theme of this podcast with this Soul Talk card. So Bill, you handed me the deck and said, uh, see if there's a card in there that talks about Jesus delighting in us. And so the f- first, it was the first card I happened to <laughs> find. And I read from Isaiah 62, 5 on the card. As the bridegroom finds joy in his union with his bride, so will your God take joy in his union with you. And the question is, how does it feel to hear that God enjoys intimacy with you? Sometimes it's like unbelievable. This morning when I was struggling with some stuff and getting into a a bad mood, uh, it's hard for me to believe anybody wants to be with me. I mean, I know, of course... Bible and that that's true, that Jesus is my bridegroom and he rejoices over me and he loves me. And uh, that helps a lot. It also helps when a friend or you listen to me and give me empathy. And that helps me to accept myself where I am and to know that it's really true that someone could delight in me even when I'm not delighting in me. Because that's the problem, right? I think that we all have these these different times. Probably most of us on any given day, there are some times that we don't we don't like ourselves very well. We don't like our our life or what we did or what we're experiencing or some fault or personality weakness or something that happens to us and then the way we react to it. And if we're honest, it's like we are having trouble in that moment to delight in our own self and say, you know, it's good. It's good to be me. The, the world is a better place because I'm here. There are just some times that we don't, we don't feel that way. Certainly that's true for me. Well, yeah. you're not alone with that. <laughs> that's true for me too. And I know for other people because I hear about it and I talk to them at times they're feeling that way. So yeah, we all have those times where we don't feel eligible to be delighted in, to be wanted. So say more about, for you, that Jesus is your bridegroom, and he rejoices over you with singing, he delights in you, he takes initiative, he moves towards you. It's just like some wonderful truths from the gospel for you. Yeah, there, it's an amazing truth. And I think there is within us some kind of prideful defense against it, that something in us that feels like, no, we need to be worthy, or we want to be worthy, mm-hmm. or, that, or that just gets so stuck in the, but I'm not worthy. And we hide like Adam and Eve did in the garden. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and so a, a part of the, the trust there is the breakdown of that pride and uh, softening of your heart to say, yeah, I need, I need this. I do need to be delighted in. I need, I need someone to want me, uh, to, to see me, to care for me, to move towards me, to, to embrace me. There's something in us that wants to be like fiercely independent and not vulnerable at all. And, and it's a vulnerable thing to be intimate with someone. You know, we talked on our last Soul Talks podcast about my fear with you. And if I let myself date you and let myself trust, you know, that you might reject me, you might hurt me. And so there is something where we, we like to stay defended on some level. Yeah, we want to be in control. Mm-hmm. And that does not facilitate the, the joy of the Lord. No. So we have this famous Bible verse from Nehemiah uh, 8.10, The joy of the Lord is my strength. And uh, then the prophet in Isaiah says that um, the, the Lord uh, sings over us, and he puts a song in our mouth. And so that's where the joy comes from. It comes from God enjoying us. So to rejoice in the Lord, it's a relationship we're talking about. It's an appreciating that God is present, and uh, he's present with, with a smile, with, with grace, with love. And so that's how we come into joy, uh, especially when we uh, help each other with this by loving one another, as, as Jesus taught us. Well, it is true that when I'm with someone who wants to be with me, someone who finds joy in me, I, I feel more confident. I feel more free to be myself. I, I feel joy. We're talking about feeling Jesus' joy. And uh, share a story. This is from someone in our institute shared with us and said, you know, I have a tough time uh, allowing people to see me. I have a, a tough time uh, with being vulnerable and needing other people. I'm usually the one that's responsible I help other people. I try to be safe for them. This is a pastor's wife. Then she says, you know, when I was growing up, I had to hold everyone together in my family. I, I was the responsible one, the, the peacemaker. I call that being a parentified child, a child that ends up becoming like a parent. Uh, it isn't free to be a child. So she says, you know, I would go to my room to cry by myself because it wasn't safe. I didn't want anybody to see me. I didn't want to be laughed at or told what to do or didn't want to upset anybody. And uh, so she was saying that when she did her journey of the soul map at the Institute, looking through her life story and some of the key events in her life story, and then understanding, okay, which Christ stage was I at at, at this season, you know, at this season, and, and then telling those stories to a friend who, who listened to her, that it helped her to see and appreciate in a new way God's presence with her. And that power, like you're saying, Christy, of a... Of, uh, a vulnerable, safe relationship where I can I can bring my true self. I don't have to just go off into the closet by myself in the dark and, and, and cry, but I can actually be vulnerable with someone who will listen to me with compassion and who will pray for me and help me make contact with, with the Lord, even Jesus as my bridegroom. And so that's really so much of the healing process right there. It, hap- it happens in relationship, in, in prayerful relationship. And often I think we're surprised when we're vulnerable with somebody and we show them the part that we've been hiding. If there's somebody that's safe, somebody that's that's filled with Christ, we're surprised at the level of grace and joy and resolve it brings us. Yeah, and I think that we have that surprise even when we might know 
uh, better in our heads from studying the Bible or believing in the character mm-hmm. of God. There is just, the, I think a lot of it's just the power of emotion and the, uh, the degree to which we really are dependent on one another. And it's just more than we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and, and it's the power of our own self-criticisms and self-judgments and self-negations are, are just, for most of us, it's just going on in the background uh, all the time. We don't even realize it. The, these kinds of messages that are diminishing our, our value and our worth and, and siphoning off our joy. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy, Paul says in Romans. And uh, we lose that joy when we're not appreciating that we're, we're with God in God's realm. Well, and sadly, we do need to acknowledge that there are people that have learned experientially from people that aren't, don't have joy in Jesus and aren't able to be safe places for people. Yeah, like this pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and so there, there, if, if that's you and you don't have anybody that is safe for you to be real and to be vulnerable with, then... We want to let you know, contact Soul Shepherding, go to soulshepherding.org forward slash network and reach out to one of our senior spiritual directors. Because what's so important is that uh, we, we need to learn the experience of being vulnerable and being listened to, being prayed for, being guided in a way that's, that's gentle, that, that fits our personality, fits what the Lord is doing in our life. And it's only by experiencing that, that, that quality of someone who is interested in us, they are soft-hearted towards us, they ask great questions, they're not burdened by our emotions, our needs, they're not thrown off by our questions or struggles, maybe with our faith. And as we experience that level of care, and then we can find it in our life. And it's really a process of emotional reparenting. We've all got a little kid inside of us that's needing grace and needing compassion and needing gentle guidance, but a lot of us keep that, that hidden out of our relationships, and we actually don't really know how to find a soul friend. And this is part of why we, we this is really the heart of why we do soul talks, why we, we, Christy and I, each week, we invite you into these conversations is we're, we're, uh, as we talk about different subjects, we're always just trying to model a way of vulnerability and emotional honesty and trust in God that is coming in the context of uh, relationship. I think what we tend to do is if we run into somebody who doesn't have it to give us grace or to hear us or to make space for us or to love us, then we take it personally and we use that kind of as a defense. See, nobody will. I've just got to stay hidden. I've got to stay defended. Mm -hmm. And we give up and and we think, I guess guess I'm just ineligible. I'm glad Bill and Christy have that, but it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where we go with it. Yes, and what what we are illustrating here is not primarily a marriage relationship, though we are blessed to be married, but it's really illustrating soul friendship. It's illustrating authenticity and uh, trust and uh, we, we all need that with at least one or two people. And oftentimes the place we learn that is with someone who is just dedicated to listen and pray for us. And that's what a spiritual director can do for you. And this is really the heart of soul shepherding because it's how we started soul shepherding was you and I meeting with uh, pastors, pastors, uh, spouses, leaders, uh, missionaries, and uh, in in our office, but also in coffee shops and small groups at our Soul Shepherding Institute and just doing the best we could, God helping us to, to, to be Jesus to people in the, in the way that we, we care and join with them. 
And that is so uh, integral to our discipleship. And so now we have the opportunity to uh, extend that to a lot, lot more of you uh, through training our team of senior spiritual directors. And so the, the joy that we can have in the Lord it's 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 in God's kingdom and it, it's it's with God's people. It's it's relational. Joy is not like a self help process. You can't just choose to be happy all by yourself and keep making yourself happy. It's it's going to fall flat uh, because we're relational beings and uh, they're just going to be in the ebb and flow and the ups and downs of of life. Uh, there are going to be a lot of things that aren't aren't happy. And, and the, a lot of the joy comes with engagement. So I'm thinking of our grandchildren. Or even our grandnephew, if you if you have a baby that you have ever seen that's just kind of staring off blankly, yep. and then you engage with that baby, even if it's a stranger in the grocery store, I do this. You engage with that baby, and you often will see a joy response where they will connect, and you can get mm-hmm. them to smile, even coo, start to interact, because they're recognizing, oh, yeah. somebody's present, somebody's tuned in, somebody's smiling at me, and they'll begin to respond. Yeah, and see, the sad thing is that some of us, had we didn't grow up with that. Mm-hmm. We didn't grow up with the experience of someone delighting in me for me. Someone being a parent, uh, an aunt, an uncle, a teacher, but someone that's really uh, curious with a, a loving heart to, to, to know me, to understand me, and to uh, relate with me. And so if you haven't experienced that, that that's a depressant mm-hmm. on your personality. And it makes it hard to experience joy. And it makes it hard to find people who would enjoy you and delight in you. And so that's where we need a relationship that will bring repair, that will teach us a new way of being by being with us in a different way. And so, you know, you're not going to be able to uh, experience joy consistently through the trials of life, except as you're saying, Christy, except as we are in, in relationship. And so when we experience someone that is glad to see us, that is moving towards us with, with interest, with, with, with energy, uh, that helps us come into a sense of, it's good that I'm alive, mm-hmm. I matter. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, with time, it'll bring a smile to our face and our soul. Feeling Jesus' joy, and, and we chose those words because that, that's the way uh, emotions and, and attitudes work, is that they're, they're, they're relational. And so we can draw on Jesus's joy to, uh, through relating to our Lord, uh, through trusting him, through praying, through worshiping God, through being vulnerable with the Lord, or being vulnerable with the Lord through a Christ ambassador, as we've just been saying. Uh, this is how we grow in joy. And so you, a great example of this is in the Gospel of Luke. 21 times we see instances of uh, Luke describing uh, the Lord's joy or people's joy, using words joy, rejoice, delight. Uh, and so, for instance, the angel says, the incarnation of Jesus, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Uh, Jesus is a joy giver. Or Jesus in the Sermon on the Plain in Luke chapter 6, he's going through his Beatitudes, uh, the different ways that God offers blessings to all people, even those that don't feel blessable, he says, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. And why do we leap for joy? Because we have a great reward in the heavens, in in the kingdom of God with Jesus, best of all in heaven. But even now, the in the parable of the soils, the, the there's four kinds of soils, and the soil that is produces a great harvest is the soft soil. 
and it illustrates four kinds of hearts. And, it il- and so we want to have a soft heart. And the soft heart to God, uh, the soft heart to people, is the one that receives the word with joy, the word of the gospel, the word of God's loving presence and, and truth. Uh, the 72 disciples, uh, when they come back from their mission trip, they return to Jesus with great joy, Luke says. Uh, and then Jesus uh, responds, and he's full of joy through the Holy Spirit. This is even for Jesus, he's not like manufacturing joy. It's through his relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And uh, he spontaneously says, you know, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And then he tells his, his famous story of the uh, parable of the, the shepherd that finds a lost sheep. And when the shepherd finds a lost sheep, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and see, we need to realize, okay, I'm that lost sheep. Mm-hmm. Jesus looks for me. And that's certainly uh, true in becoming born again, confessing our sins and receiving the gift of eternal life through Jesus. But it's true every day of my life that I, I might be like a lost sheep that mm-hmm. might disconnect from God or stray away from the Lord's presence in some way, even in, like we were talking about, it, with a, a low self-esteem or uh, being uh, anxious and afraid in a relationship or uh, struggling with, with conflict and anger and many things that knock us out of the kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in a given day. And so I need to see, okay, Jesus is my good shepherd and he's looking for me. He, he, he leaves the 99 to find the one and sometimes I'm that one. And he, he's so happy to, to connect with me when our eyes make contact and when, when I respond. At the resurrection, of course, there was so much joy when Jesus raised from the dead amongst the family of disciples and we read about you know the joy and amazement that they had, and that after he commissioned them, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So I mean, the gospel is, we call it good news. It's joyful news, and so it is just joy, joy, joy. But it's not a paste a smile on your face kind of joy. It's not a pretend. It, it's the joy of of deep uh, abiding experiences of love and uh, authenticity and honesty. It's the joy that comes as we, as we work through struggle. It's the joy that comes as we uh, submit our lives fully over to the Lord. And there's a lot of wrestling that goes on there because there's stuff that we want to hold on to and, and cling to, uh, be in control of. And the joy is in the kingdom. And the kingdom is, is, has a king. And that means I'm a subject of the kingdom. And that means I submit. And so the joy of the kingdom comes as I let go of the grip on my life and, and my circumstances and my work and my relationships, things that I want to turn out a certain way. And I, I've got to relax that and let, let go of that into the Lord's hands. And uh, as I'm in the, the presence of, of trust and relinquishment before my king, and I realize, oh, I'm loved. I have everything I need. Then that's where the joy comes from. And so feeling Jesus' joy. Some of us have trouble experiencing joy. I have trouble experiencing joy. My personality is a melancholy type. And when I go into hard times, uh, into struggles, trials, feel criticized, uh, make a mistake, uh, sin, uh, have a conflict, I'll am prone to, to plummet into discouragement and into uh, feeling depressed and and so choosing to uh, trust Jesus and come into the kingdom of the Lord is, is, a, is a daily disciplines for me. And some of those disciplines are like what we've been talk, talking about uh, on this podcast with emotional vulnerability and, you know, saying, 
to Christy or to a friend, you know, can you listen to me? I have two friends I meet with almost every week. And one of the things that happens there is I share my life and ask for empathy. That's one way to get back into the kingdom of joy. Another way is meditating on scriptures like this. As I look into the life of Jesus, that he has this joy in his intimacy with the Father and his sense of mission that he has been given uh, by God. He's living this out as a human being. And he finds joy in doing the Lord's will because he's not just doing what his father asks him to do. He's doing it with his father. And he's, he's experiencing his father's love. And, and he experiences community with the people around him. Uh, he plays with children. He dances. He, he, he cooks breakfast on the beach. And uh, he tells jokes. And uh, he's very free to be vulnerable and spontaneous. These are all just different ways he comes into the and appreciates that he's in God's kingdom uh, as a human being. And I sing psalms uh, every day. I'll sing one or more psalms, and sometimes I don't feel like doing that. And that's the time I most need to do it because when I act with, with faith and I act to give thanks and praise to God and I draw on a scripture, a, a psalm to sing, that helps me have, have more, more joy and that, that gives me energy and that makes it easier for me to be loving to other people. So, so you're entering his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with joy. Yeah, Psalm 100. So these are some of the disciplines that help me experiencing the joy of the Lord that is my strength. How about for you, Christy? Yes, definitely. Praise and worship is a big one. Beauty, getting to a place where I can see God's beauty manifest, helps me to connect to his joy. Like getting outside, taking a walk. and mm-hmm. Appreciating, just appreciating his good gifts. Every good and perfect gift is from you know, God, the Father above, and to, to appreciate that and show, to receive that, enjoy that, to smile at Jesus, to thank him for it, to experience him in the moment, loving me in it, certainly through, through connection with other people who are showing me his joy and his his delight and calling me out, you know, being the good shepherd, coming to find the lost Christie mm. <laughs> in the moment that needs finding. So those definitely are ways that help me, the, you know, certainly these scriptures meditating on scriptural truths like this, that, that are these love stories from God, these evidences of joy, little joy notes and love notes. Yeah. I love that to, to read the Bible as uh, joy notes, uh, notes uh, from, our great God who loves us. Yeah. And you mentioned um, uh, seeing the Lord smile. And in Journey of the Soul, we we have all these soul care practices. And so soul care practice at the end of the C stage chapter uh, in the book, chapter three, is delighting in the Lord. And that practice comes from you, Christy, and your time of meditating on Jesus's smile. And so we learn to the power in prayer of just simply smiling to God uh, is a way of realizing, uh, calling to mind and to heart that I, I have much reason to be happy right now because I'm in God's presence. And he's already smiling at us to, to look with expectation that Jesus is delighting in us. Jesus is smiling at us already. And when we appreciate Jesus' smile, then his smile can come onto our face and into our soul and then spilling out into our relationships with other people. And everything goes better. Whatever 
uh, relationship it is. Parenting, small group, uh, leadership, your place of work, family gathering, meeting for coffee with someone. If we can bring the smile of Jesus that says, you know, I am really glad to see you. I am very interested in you. How are you? And uh, listening with that sense of delight and wonder to get to know somebody more. Uh, I mean, that's the best ministry. And any, any good uh, teaching or discipling uh, that's going to come, uh, it's going to come best if it comes with that joy of the Lord that uh, really is delighting in the person or the people that you're with. For our closing prayer, let's just uh, draw on this delighting in the Lord practice that's in Journey of the Soul. And just take a minute here. It's a simple prayer. It comes from Psalm 18 and Psalm 34 that we wrote, uh, and two parts to it. The first part is, Jesus delights in me. The second part is, I delight in you, my Lord. And you can also pray it as, Jesus delights in us. Or you can pray it for somebody else. You say, Jesus delights in you. And then you pray, we delight in you, my Lord. And so when I pray this prayer, I like to take Take a, a, a minute or a few minutes and abide in prayer. Remain in the prayer by just repeating it. We call this a breath prayer from the Bible. And so you just simply begin to breathe in and out the, the words that are, this is a paraphrase from Scripture. So you just breathe in, and, and I like to do it with a smile because as we've been saying, I, I'm in God's kingdom. And breathing in the prayer, Jesus delights in us. And breathing out, we delight in you, our Lord. Breathing in, Jesus delights in me. In me, make it personal. Jesus delights in me. I delight in you, my Lord. You might think of someone that needs to know Jesus' smile and delight and love. And just pray for that person. Jesus delights in that one, that friend, that family member. May he or she delight in you, my Lord. So if you want to abide in this prayer, you just repeat it to yourself gently, slowly, as you're breathing in and out. And as your mind might wander or get distracted, you just repeat the prayer. And if you Tie the prayer into your breathing, especially breathing in really deep, holding your breath, breathing out, using your body in a very intentional way to help you pray, to help you put your thoughts and your feelings on God. It helps you deal with the distractions. To just remain in God's presence like that branch that's abiding in the vine in John chapter 15. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you or someone you know benefit from taking a sabbatical, but you really don't even know where to start? That's how Bill and I felt before we took our first sabbatical. But taking it and then journeying with so many people, helping them understand how to have a fruitful and important and good use of a sabbatical has taught us so much. And we've put together our learnings now for you or those in your life that you know and can point to this guide. It's sabbaticalguide.com. And on it, we put together tools for planning and scheduling, 
There's prayer and meditation guides. There's tools to help you in your marriage on your sabbatical. We have self-assessments like a burnout test and others, as well as resources to help your church during your sabbatical and practical ways to cultivate intimacy with Jesus during your sabbatical for you. We also are really excited about that we have trained several sabbatical coaches. These, these are men and women of God in ministry who have taken sabbaticals themselves personally and been trained by us, and they're available to coach you personally during your sabbatical. So to find this and more, go to sabbaticalguide.com. It's been so fun to hear from so many of you who have read Journey of the Soul, the book, or the leader guide, and uh, shared your thoughts with us, your experiences with us. Thank you so much, and just want to encourage you to go on Amazon and leave a star rating. It just takes literally seconds, but it helps so many people to find the book and find the leader guide if you just uh, jump on there for for each of those products and uh, just leave a quick star rating. And the bonuses, if you want to leave a review, a short comment on how the book has helped you, uh, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much for following Jesus with us and just letting us know about your experiences, your your questions. Uh, it's so fun, especially on the journey of the soul. We've put so much into that book and so really appreciate your partnership with us in it. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 